You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. <laughs> buns, buns, buns. Hello, friends. Welcome to a brand new episode of Girly Mags. This week, we're covering the August 1997 issue of Seventeen magazine with our cover girl, Alicia Silverstone. We also have a very special guest with us today, Miss Annabelle Gatt, fellow podcaster and resident astrologer for Vice Broadly. My name is Dee Mortimer, and to my right is our resident globetrotter. <laughs> hey, Andrea here. I have three days. Last episode. Last, last episode until I am in another hemisphere, which I find fucking weird. I should ask Annabelle Gatt about yeah. that. <laughs> uh, my name is James Holler, and I had an old man moment the other day where I realized I was very old. Some mom posted on Facebook recommendations for a new vacuum, and I was like, Ooh, click read more. <laughs> I'm like, it's not my, it's, I don't have the money. It's my birthday's coming up. Let's see what we can do. And there was like a shop back for like $59. And I was like, my vacuum isn't totally broken. Can I justify this exciting purchase? <laughs> so I'm old as shit. Dude, shop backs are like the Harley Davidson of vacuums. They're <laughs> awesome. They're so Also, fun. I completely understand as an older person as well, like that your clickbait changes. <laughs> now mine is like affordable patio furniture. <laughs> I used I- to be a man. <laughs> I'm still getting lots of like date Asian women and shit. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so uh, I'd just like to shout the heck out to all the goys. It's the illest Jew to make a freaky noise since the motherfucking Beastie Boys. <laughs> Your Hevra Zahav, young Manischewitz here, keeping an eye on the Chazerai, keeping the Drek in check, and making sure all the haters, biters, and copycat schmucks gay of Vec. I want to wish all of my fellow girly gang members good nachis on yet another episode of getting to the truth behind all the bullshit that hucked you a chinik as a preteen little pizza lay. Shit is fucking <laughs> zoftik. Shit is, I'll repeat, fucking zoftik on this one. So shove those wireless earbuds in just a little bit tighter and you know what the fuck going on. <laughs> <laughs> always, always a pleasure, Rowie. Yep. Gentlemen, I'm here to help you with your history report. What? This month in history, we are covering the August 1997 issue of Seventeen Magazine with cover girl Alicia Silverstone. Is it Alicia or Alicia? I've heard Alicia, but it might be one of those like Mandela effect that they call. Is it Alicia? Is it Alicia? We'll never know. Maybe she's listening and she'll <laughs> let us know. I mean, we could know very, very easily, but yeah. we're just not going to. We don't do research on this show. Tweet at us. Set it, spell it phonetically. Yep. Um, so in August 1997, here's some of the stuff that was going on. August 2nd, Frasier actor, comedian Kelsey Grammer weds Playboy model Camille Donatachi, 29, at Saddle Rock Ranch in Malibu. Huh? It also should be noted that I got this from a website that spelled Frasier with a Z or a Z for you Canadians. Person yeah. is obviously not a Frasier fan. Frasier, uh, Kelsey Grammer is like fucked up. He like drank and like he was a partier. He used to like hang oh, with yeah. the Motley Crue guys. Well, he's marrying a Playboy apparently, model. Apparently his biography is really good. His autobiography. Oh, good. I need reading material for the plane. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not reading that. No. <laughs> August 4th, 1997, Jean Calment, the oldest person ever after Rowie, dies at 122 years old <laughs> in France. <laughs> just... That means I'm suit far be- not far behind, guys. Yeah. <laughs> get your get well cards in soon before I can't read them anymore. 
<laughs> Microsoft bought a 150 million share of financially troubled Apple computer, uh, which wow. is probably a really good decision for them. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, South Park debuted on Comedy Channel on August 13th. Really? Yes. Forever annoying me in elementary school with boys making like Cartman references. It's Comedy Central. <laughs> I'm so old that I saw the first South Park thing that they ever aired at Mike and Ike's uh, Festival of Animation. That was like the first run of South Park before it was on TV. Wow. So there you go. I might (laughs) die soon, but I saw the first South Park. South Park is like one of those things where like much like the 90s, I feel just happened 10 days, like 10 years ago. Yeah. August 15th, 1997. I turned 10. Nice. (laughs) I got a nano baby. Was probably a brat at my birthday party. Holy shit. You turned 10? (laughs) I like... I was like already moved across the country. <laughs> I can remember that. all like the I, I like made it with the girl for the first time around that time. Oh, James, stop lying. Be here now. The third <laughs> album from the English rock band Oasis became the fastest selling album in UK history. Girly Mags is basically fucking Oasis. Honestly, who who fucking has that album? I don't they know. They made up. The brothers finally good. made up. Yeah, that album wasn't good. I, I can't name a single song off it. It's, no, that's either. why because it's not good. Because shit like one of my first albums so was Oasis, yes. though. It was it was like Vanilla Ice was my first tape, <laughs> and then one of my first like CDs was What's the Story? Morning Glory. I haven't checked recently, but last check, the Gallagher brothers patched things up for their ma. One of the they just had Lee, was it Liam Gallagher? that had a show here the other day and he canceled it like last minute and was like sorry and like somebody's like I fucking flew in from Manitoba for this shit well that's your fault guy from Manitoba (laughs) yeah guy guy I would just like to say this is a PSA any guy from Manitoba that's fucking coming over here to see the least reliable fucking show up (laughs) band aside from Axel (laughs) yeah if He's you're that big of a fan, you should have done your research and, like, <laughs> you know, just it's an easy Google, bro. Know your performers, <laughs> man. Yeah. August 31st, reports emerged that Princess Diana of Wales has been injured in a car crash, which claimed the life of Dodi Fayed. And then within four hours, she died as a result of her injuries. R.A.P. die and Dodi too. Also, that's just interesting because today her son yeah Yeah. prince harry and Meghan markle's the royal wedding they saved um they saved a seat beside uh william i guess that was supposed to be like diana's seat at least they didn't sit her ghost beside (laughs) prince charles (laughs) and camilla yeah they put it in between so they're they're constantly reminded of what they did uh, young man of Shevitz over here, I've got a subscription to uh, all things tiaras, and I thought I heard that the tiara from that was used in the Diana wedding is also being used in the wedding. Yeah, I think Meghan so Markle wore the tiara. Nope. Yeah. Fake news. She wore the 1932 yep. tiara worn by Queen Mary. Wow. Yeah. All things tiara was fucking lying. <laughs> the Queen Elizabeth's grandmother. Wow. I'm fascinated by how those things don't fall out of your hair, but apparently they sew them to like, uh, they do like a tiny braid and oh. then they sew it. Interesting. What'd you, so what'd you, boring. What do you guys think myself. of, uh, what'd you guys think of, uh, the dress? I loved it. I Too actually conservative didn't see- or classic? I thought it was classic. Yeah, I, like, I, I like it. I like the, I like the veil, how long it was. That was dope. Yeah. Honestly, I cannot get away from, or I would never be able to like, as a royal prince, get away from like, the fear of inadequacy I'd have because, like, my grandmother is on fucking money on in a country that's, like, 
over overseas. Like that, those <laughs> kids are not going to be on money. You're never this is the last time money. she probably handles money for the rest of her life. Yeah. She's <laughs> never going to see another banknote again. I Honestly, know. straight up, I could give a fuck about the royals, a royal fuck, but <laughs> I do. I am really rooting for the queen. Like I want her to live forever, just because it's like old people. We got to stick together. Ninety <laughs> third birthday coming up. So music on the hot one hundred. I'll be missing you, Faith Evans, one twelve, and Puff Daddy. Which uh, when did Biggie? When was Biggie killed? Shortly before then. I'm gonna go on like a little July. trip and see how far I have to walk to find a picture of the queen. <laughs> Canadians here. Mo Money, Mo Problems, one of my favorite jams. Oh, in my pocket. <laughs> you didn't have to walk anywhere. Right there. There she is. There's, There's the, the old gal. Back of all our coins. <laughs> uh, bitch, Meredith Brooks, quit playing games with my heart with the Backstreet Boys, who just released a new video. What's that, Elizabeth? <laughs> you want a kiss? <laughs> well, I wouldn't usually. Uh... Do you know how many people handle that money? Gross. That's supposed to be like, yeah, the grossest thing you can do, like to put your put any of your mouth on money. What's yeah. dirtier, my tongue or this coin? <laughs> You're not supposed to be doing that, James. Return of the Mac, which you heard in the opening, great jam. To become one by the Spice Girls, and the song I completely forgot about, "Never Make a Promise" by Drew Hill that James listened to like Never four times make in a row. A promise and I told him that about I can't keep. And for those of you that don't know, Drew Hill is, or Cisco is a member of Drew Hill, who follows us on Twitter, and you should too. Respect yeah. to Cisco, I love you, but I have never heard that song in my life. <laughs> Me neither. Wow, it's a great song. You guys need to get up on your Drew Hill. Some fun movie releases. Tell me if you've seen any of these, because I haven't, except for G.I. Jane. And the full Monty. There was Event Horizon, Spawn, Air Bud. <laughs> I've seen all of those so far. Spawn was terrible. Yeah. Excess Baggage. We have seen that. Featuring Alicia Silverstone. Mm-hmm. Picture Perfect, which I think is the Jennifer Aniston movie. It's the Jennifer Aniston movie. I haven't seen it, but I like can see the fucking cover in my head. This shit was like, I was so not about this shit in 1997. <laughs> yeah, right. excess, uh, like, excess Baggage, though, is like a fucking shit movie, but yeah. Benicio Del Toro is fucking smoking in Hot. it. Hot. And Def Jam's How to Be a Player, which I doubt anyone in the world has seen except for James. <laughs> I don't need to see I that. I think I have seen that, actually. Because <laughs> I, like, I already know how to be a player. You know what I'm saying, guys? <laughs> Is it my birthday? Because going through my change, I found an American nickel. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's worth what? Like seven cents Canadian? Something like that. <laughs> I'm ready to retire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's summer where the boner count goes up by 32% and <laughs> love is buzzing through the air like a beautiful ex-caterpillar. <laughs> but summer passion isn't always sweet and blossomful. Sometimes some shit goes down that's hella traumatic, bro. <laughs> Welcome to Traumarama, where we have a very interesting story for you about two-timing. My best friend and I went to my parents' house at the shore last summer. We were boy sighting at the beach and spotted these two hot guys. Woo-wee. Think that's the Jersey Shore? (laughs) We introduced ourselves, and I ended up hanging out with one of them all summer long. That fall, when my girlfriend and I found out that his school's football team played ours, we were thrilled. The day of the game, we were running all over, searching for him. 
but all of the football players were with girls, including my guy. <sighs> that does not sound good. No. <laughs> and, our, you know, understandably, this person was so mad. I ran over to the girl and asked, what do you think you're doing with my man? <laughs> she replied, your man? <laughs> I've been with him for two years. We both told him off and became great friends. I love that story. <laughs> it I ended. Bet you do. <laughs> it ended uh, unexpectedly. I don't. I, I. I feel like women, in my experience, tend to take it out on the other girl more yeah. than they take it out on the man, which is kind of fucked. Because if neither of you know, it's like you're both fucked. This guy's an asshole. But because of like jealousy or whatever, like I've been in that situation where you're like. The other person and I've been a je- I'm a jealous person so I can I probably wouldn't do that yeah I'd probably be like bitch bam but also like was there ever like a conversation where they decided to be boyfriend and girlfriend or was it just this like, like a summer, summer fling, fling? yeah, yeah if it was know. a summer fling then that guy really doesn't know her anything mm-hmm. no, but, but like he cheated on the other girl so right the right. girl was like mad anyway so she, now she had a reason to kind of hate good him, point and, you know that's kind of like I guess she kind of exercised a bit of revenge which is honestly in that situation I feel like those two people were kind of being manipulated by someone and they should come together and be like fuck this guy wasn't there a even though oh the boy is mine at the end of the boy (laughs) is mine he comes to the door and he expects to see one of them and they're both there this (laughs) is just like the boy is mine video yeah uh i would have liked it better if they ended up dating that'd be a real twister was that (laughs) was that donald Faison in that video no uh makai pfeiffer i think oh right yeah yeah but um yeah no i'm i like going back to what you were saying before like the whole um the whole whole you know woman being pissed off at, or person being pissed off at the person that they were cheating with their partner was cheating with I never quite understood that because like that girl doesn't owe you shit and it's like the guy that you're in the relationship with that owes you something be mad at that dude I have a rule when it comes to cheating if I've never met the guy then I can't be mad at him but yeah. if I've met him even once for a split second, I have to kill him. Because <laughs> what he did was he looked at me and said, this guy isn't going to do shit. I can sleep with his girlfriend. There'll be no repercussions. He's, he's basically calling me out in not so many words. So I have to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> okay, James. If I haven't met him, fine. Fair yeah. game. You didn't know or you don't care. I'm just an abstract thought. If I'm real to you yeah. and you're like, there's going to be no repercussions for this, That's you're done. <laughs> I'm kind of so fixated on like the two girls getting together <laughs> and they're like, and they're like, th- this is kind of like now next level future shit where they send him like all these like movies of them together, but like having fun, only, like teasers, only teasers. And it's like, boom, you're never getting any of either of this. <laughs> I think that's the best revenge. Damn, that's yeah. evil. Ruining, ruining orgasms is <laughs> the best revenge. Unless you like that kind of shit. Exactly. I don't get much out of it, but it's uh like, I don't like, it's a very specific specific kink on Pornhub is <laughs> if you want to search ruined orgasms there's a lot of shit out there for you I'm personally not all that into it just it like kind of like a clinical fascination two with it. words together do not sound fun <laughs> <laughs> like if you're gonna go out like, there is a kink sex. there is a kink it's like there's like a delayed like it's usually like ruined orgasms like delayed orgasms edging and shit and it's all it's like a dominance thing that happens and it's like I've had ruined game. orgasms where I uh I come so close to having an orgasm, but I don't want to come yet. But then like it just it almost happens. Then my 
penis swallows it and it's like, oh, it's <laughs> like Ew, I that's came, edging. but I didn't. And that's no, but, edging. Then, but then it's over. Like you can't get a boner again. It's like you came, but it's like your balls just swallowed it and it's that's like. That's called the chocolate eclair. <laughs> No, but like the ruin, like if like to look up ruined orgasms, that's specific. It's when you like jerk the person off until they get to the point of no return, and then they're usually restrained, and you jerk them off until they get the po- to the point of no return, and then you just let go. <laughs> and apparently, it's the fucking. You're all by. I'm going to. Subway. Oh yeah, then, no, that's no, no. You literally let it go, and then they come, and oh. apparently, it's supposed to be like the most like unsatisfactory <laughs> orgasm ever. Or when you're like in the middle of jizzing, and the girls like. Fix me some microwave popcorn right now, <laughs> like, bitch. Uh, ruined orgasm sounds like a like a bad metal band name. Yeah, <laughs> good call. <laughs> ruined, ruined orgasm. Ruined orgasm sounds like the name of like having a child. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Welcome back, and speaking of, nope, (laughs) speaking of ruining orgasms, how about a bad kisser? No one likes that. We don't pay enough attention to kissing anymore. Oh, I do. Like, when I was young, I used to care about my kissing technique and stuff, and now it's like something you do... It, while you're doing other things or to get to other things. I'm from the Julie uh, Roberts like school, like pretty woman school of, of <laughs> making love where like, I just you find don't a prostitute. Kiss. <laughs> no, I just, I don't kiss. She doesn't kiss. Oh, really? No, I oh. don't kiss. You're not a kisser? I thought you were about to say I'm from Juilliard where I learned <laughs> technical kissing technique. No, I like kissing, but like, you know, kind of ruins everything. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I love kissing, but I maybe it's a guy it. thing. I don't know. I like first kissing. My nose is constantly uh, stuffed up. So kissing is like sometimes I have to hold my breath. <laughs> <laughs> I like first kissing. Boom. Exactly. It's like first kissing is at the apex and then it's all fucking downhill. Every kiss <laughs> just gets worse and worse. It doesn't really matter. Wow. Oh, that is the man. most cynical you view of You guys love. have like the <laughs> least amount of expectations I don't your like, relationship. I don't like when I watch a movie. And they wake up in the morning. They start heavily making it like you both fully have morning breath. That's yeah. gross. <laughs> no, I kissing is so important to me. Yeah. Like we could be hitting it off like completely on that date and like make you know like connecting on every single level. And if you lean in and kiss me and it fucking sucks, I I am out. <laughs> oh, oh it's worse when you're actually fucking someone and then you try kissing them and you're like, oh my god, I'm so not into this person. <laughs> you're naked. You got it. It's very awkward. Yeah. All right. So Rita wrote in. She says, I'm really happy with my boyfriend, except for one thing. He doesn't kiss properly. He puts his tongue so deep in my mouth that I feel like puking. (laughs) Otherwise, he's a fine guy. What should I do? Anyways, I'm not reading the advice because who gives a shit? Well, she said, I would tell him face to face, hopefully. But he might kiss me. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think it would hurt him, but I'm dying to get a better kiss. Please help. Have you ever dated someone who's a bad kisser? Yep. I my first French kiss, I uh, I had a I had a uh, a tooth behind my tooth. <laughs> I had fucked up teeth, so I had one tooth that grew in behind my other teeth. And I was making out with her. She said I bit her tongue with like that tooth, <laughs> which was like really slipped in between. Fucking the two ruined teeth. me. <laughs> I had I had really I I dated somebody who was not not the best kisser, and like he just 
teeth were clacking and it was just awful. It's just like, yeah, see, I can't even hear the word clack without hearing that sound of like two mouths just coming together. Wait, when you kiss, you pull your lips back and clomp onto their teeth (laughs) and jam your tongue in their mouth. What about like the bologna sandwich kiss where it's like, (laughs) it feels like Dwayne The Rock Johnson is fucking feeding you a bologna sandwich, (laughs) like force feeding you. Their tongue is just fucking. I've had, I've had two, there's two really bad kissers there's the really thin-lipped doesn't yeah. open their mouth quite away and darts their tongue in and out like a like a snake or an eel yeah and then, <laughs> and then there's like the super sloppy like beethoven kiss that's like yeah there's like slobber everywhere that's also disgusting if i can't tell whether you're a person or my dog like <laughs> when you kiss me maybe like, you should no. stop tongue kissing your <laughs> yeah. dog though no i just mean like the slobbering and shit <laughs> leave man. that to rowie okay yeah uh i remember when i was in elementary school i heard that you had to suck while you kissed which bothered me a lot until I actually (laughs) kissed I realized I was bullshit Good thing you didn't take that advice. You're My like, brother also gave me the advice that you're never allowed to touch a boob with the palm of your hand. You have to be all fingertips, <laughs> which is crazy. He had That's never touched a boob at that time. I don't know why I got that piece of advice. Well, stop doing it then. I had somebody suck my tongue, Ew. which hurts. <laughs> but my tongue doesn't come out of my face that far. Yeah. It hurts, man. It's called sucking face, but there's very little sucking going on. I would hope so. <laughs> I, I dated this one girl who fucking liked to bite my tongue, like uh, fucking hard. What is my wrong with people? Hard. What I'm saying is she would be a perfect kisser for this bologna sandwich guy that's in this <laughs> fucking article because it's like, yeah, your style is like lashing out the tongue as far as you can jam it in the person's mouth. When that tongue gets fucking bitten, you know, once bitten, <laughs> twice shot, that kind of thing. It's like steadily their tongue action will get less and less active. Pretty soon they might be fucking terrified. I once kids, dated right? a girl. Bite hard. Who was into biting and she bit off a mole on my neck. <laughs> Dude, she was into I wonder biting. if they are possibly related to We've your girl. We've talked about this before you. and I gagged then and I'm I, gagging now. I wonder if the girl who bit Rowie a lot on the lip and tongue was possibly related to the girl who bit my mole off. <laughs> Stop saying it. It's like Stop. when someone, next time someone's like, oh, I'm into biting, I'm going to be like, are you into biting or does this look delicious to you? <laughs> uh, I think the other huge thing that was like such a huge part of growing up and I hopefully have never, like, I don't think it's happened to me since I was like 17, but fucking hickeys, man. Like every time you see somebody with a hickey, it's like they're they're either in like high school or they're just like white trash. I had a hickey oh, in yeah. the form of a mole that is now <laughs> not a mole. Fuck off. You guys want to look? No, look, no. look, it used to be a real mole. Look, yeah, you guys can look at it. It's just a it. brown spot. Look. Okay, we see it, James. That used yeah, to be okay, like a, that used to stick out as like a full mole. <laughs> I was actually kind of grateful because I always wanted to get it removed, and then she did it for me. <laughs> I honestly was like looking With forward to going to Burger King in the break, and now <laughs> there's no way. Does anyone ever notice that the patty at Burger King kind of looks like a mole? It's <laughs> like a huge mole. I know. There's and you're no biting it off way. of someone's neck. Okay, okay James, suck. stop. <laughs> Bite. Mole. Come here, baby. Girl, you got to change your crazy ways. 
Welcome back to Girly Mags. Uh, so yeah, this uh, this issue of Seventeen Magazine, our cover girl is Alicia Silverstone. So just a couple of uh, fast facts about her. Is she Jewish? I don't know. I never. I never. All asked. right, hold on. I, think she's, I think she's Rowie? Jewish. Is she Jewish? Well, Ro- we're going to Rowie on my this. Judar my is Judar is heating up. Jewish. My Judar is heating up. Why don't you test my Judar? All right, you look that up, and I'm going to give a couple of other facts, <laughs> and you let me know when you're ready. So Alicia Silverstone got her big break in The Crush, uh, a movie where she hits on an older dude, he rebuffs her, and she ruins his life. Is that Nick Nolte in that movie? I think so, yeah. I remember when I was a kid looking at it and being like, God, he's so old. And now I'm like, wow, he's pretty hot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Following that was a series of music videos for the same Aerosmith song played over and over and over again. (laughs) That movie is iconic, though. Yeah. Yeah. I think that song's called, like, Crymazing or something. But anyway... (laughs) Back to the Everyone's Famous Game Show. Is she Jewish? Is she? The answer is she was born in San Francisco, California. The daughter of British parents, Deidre Dee Nee Radford, a Scottish former Pan Am flight attendant, and Monty Silverstone. She grew up in Hillsborough, California. Her father was born to a Jewish family, ah. and her mother converted to conservative Judaism before marriage. Silverstone had a bat mitzvah. There you go. I'm right. getting into this. We got Great. you. Yep, had a bat mitzvah. <laughs> so she She's is Jewish. Jewish woman. Um, thank you for that. Anyway, um, so uh, it was uh, this trio of music videos that caught Amy Heckerling's attention. Mm-hmm. And Alicia was very quickly cast in a little flick called Clueless. Iconic. One so of my iconic. favorite. Mo- is it your, it's your favorite movie, it's right? It's one of my favorite movies. Like, I, c- I never get sick of watching it. It's one of those, like, Desert Island fl- like flicks for me. Classic. Um, so uh, this particular interview was done when Alicia Silverstone was promoting the new Batman and Robin flick at the time where she played Batgirl. But that movie's pretty well known for being a pile of burning garbage. So we're just going <laughs> to pretend that she was promoting Clueless at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to our favorite game show. Is she Jewish? <laughs> Rowie, Amy Hackerling, Jewish <laughs> or not Jewish? Amy, I have no idea who she is. She's I don't know what she looks She's the director of Clueless. Like. And she did Fast Times at Ridgemount High. Yeah. And a couple other 80s flicks. I mean, Rowie, I'm going to need an answer. I'm going to go for Jew. Based on her being part of the Hollywood elite. Born in the Bronx to a bookkeeper mother and accountant father. Right there, you know the answer. <laughs> nope. Jewish upbringing. Oh. She is Jewish. Cement oven, muzzle oven, muzzle oven, cement oven, cement oven, muzzle oven, muzzle oven, cement oven. All right. Hey, Lauren's gonna be so mad because she hates when we go. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Clueless was such an iconic movie, but there's like a lot of uh, kind of. There's some people that say it's. A super feminist movie and yeah. others not so much like they're I mean like they give and they give good reasons on both sides um, I'm less inclined to think of it as a feminist milestone in filmmaking I don't necessarily but I don't necessarily need that to be entertained by something yeah but um, a lot of people who call it feminist call it that way because it's a bunch of teen girls who are like you know friends and friendship and you know they take care of each other and all that stuff and then on the other fl- like flip side um, or even on that side, like they're all very like, you know, um, like they, they protect each other and they're, you know, the sex, like, like sexuality isn't, isn't something that's ever shamed or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, although Cher was very like in that movie, she's like, I'm a virgin. I'll tell you what it is monumental for the porn category of fucking your stepbrother. <laughs> oh yeah. No shit. Right. I Early <laughs> pioneer of fucking your stepbrother. Yeah. 
Paul Rudd's pretty hot. I'd fuck him if he was oh, my stepbrother. Oh, he's easily skating right into that silver fox lane. <laughs> I am into it. Yeah. I am there for it. I think that movie is like pretty uh, iconic for me because what like the first time I ever shaved my head, my mom was like, what the hell did you do to your hair? <laughs> and I was like, because I'm keeping it real, mom. Because I'm keeping it real. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping it real. Look, quit jeeping. <laughs> quit jeeping. Oh, my God. Just the Valley Girl talk, which still mm-hmm. is prominent now in terms like bugging and jeeping and whatever and like loser but that shit was around since the 80s old manischewitz will have you know that <laughs> shit's definitely around. there's definitely well, moon like, zappa's uh moon zappa's song that was done by frank zappa where it was like yeah that's right valley yeah, girl valley girl and it's yeah. like bag your face oh, but there's that definitely like a spoon. lexicon and yeah. like a linguistic study of like <laughs> of of, of, of i want to be in on that so yeah. guys it's time. Welcome back to your favorite game show. Is she Jewish? Of course she's Jewish. Rowie, Brittany Murphy, is she Jewish? <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Shiksa on this one. You're going with Shiksa? I'm going with Shiksa. Brittany Ann Berlotti, she's Italian. Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. She she's is not Jewish. <laughs> I'm fairly certain that her husband, Simon Monjack, who also died, weirdly, uh, was Jewish and she converted into Judaism and they're both buried in a Jewish cemetery. You, you might correct really? me on that if I'm wrong, but I'm, I think I read that recently. All's well that ends well. <laughs> oh, Andrea's right. Simon Mytock and keep going in a private Jewish ceremony in Los Angeles. That was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren oh, is literally yeah. gonna shit her pants. She's gonna hate this so much. <laughs> but yeah, they had like a different yeah, they had like different cast members that got their start there. I mean, I think Paul Rudd had done other stuff before that, but I mean that was like one of his first roles that I remember seeing him in. So and so with um uh Bre- Brecken Myers, I think, or mm-hmm. yeah. the guy that played Elton or whatever. No, Not that's Jewish. that's uh, j- uh that's uh something Sisto, Jonathan Sisto, I think, played Elton. Not Jewish. <laughs> James did not know that Brittany Murphy was the voice of Luann on King of the Hill. Really? I know. I'm like, Andrew did not know that Lucky was uh Tom Petty was the voice of Lucky, Luann's husband, who are both gone, so they had to redo that show. Yeah. Their both the voice actors are gone. Oh. R.I.P. I love Brittany Murphy. I love, I love Tom, Tom Petty. Petty. <laughs> I love Tom Petty too. I went to go see him in concert and it was great. Awesome. I loved him. But yeah, no, I this I could just it's so quotable this movie and like just it's also held up really well. Like some movies oh, from yeah. the nineties, you rewatch them and you're like, uh. there, you know what? You know what my favorite part of that fucking movie is is it, when they're doing um, attendance and um, the teacher I forget the guy's name, but he was in a, he's in a ton of stuff. The bald guy. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. he was in yeah he's been in a ton of stuff, but he's calling out tardies. And uh, and so Cher has two tardies, and then she's just like, "Do you remember the dates of these alleged tardies?" <laughs> and he's like, "One of them was last week." And she's just like, "Oh, she's like, Mister, oh fuck, I can't remember his name. I'm gonna kick myself in the ass later." <laughs> but he's like, "She's like, I was surfing the crimson wave. I had to haul ass to the ladies." <laughs> and I'm like, "I always thought like that was the fucking most badass shit because." A, she just says it in front of, like, you know, a, a mix of people. Yeah. And also, no one react Like, everybody's got their big boy pants on. No <laughs> one's freaking out. No one's disgusted in any way. And she gets one of the tardies removed. <laughs> I'm going to use that next time. I don't want to go to totally. work. Totally. That was Mr. Wendell. <laughs> yeah. Not the same Mr. Wendell from the Arrested Development no. song. Because he's Jewish. <laughs> that was the name of the teacher? Mr. Wendell? Yeah. yeah. And uh, the name of the female teacher? You know what the actress's Geist. name was? Geist. 
Twink. You know, Twink. I know. <laughs> Twink Caplin was her She's name. She's great. I fucking love Twink Caplin. <laughs> she was in a little, she was in, when they did a reboot or when they did like a TV series oh, yeah, of the two, it, the, she was in it a couple of times, but not, not a ton. I love the theme song for that. And I sing it like once a week. It's Mr. Oh, Mr. Hall. Twink, Mr. Hall, right? For sure. Mr. Hall and Miss Geist. Yes. His yeah. name was. Yeah. Mr. Hall. Oh, you gave me his like actual, his real actual name. name. Oh, okay. oh no, his no, no, no. His name Wendell? was his name was Warren, but that was his first name, I guess. Yes, Warren Hall. Yes. Warren Hall, Mr. Yeah. Hall. But I, yeah, I just like, and I loved the guy who played Cher's dad, and like, it's you know, I've I've slowly but surely realized that I'm growing in, I'm growing up from being someone who really heavily related to Ty to like now heavily relating to Cher's dad and like just how he yells at uh, everybody. I'm heavily relating to Josh. Yeah, <laughs> I'm heavily relating to her mom because I wish I was dead. Josh. I'm still relating to the guy because I'm keeping it real because I'm keeping it real because I'm keeping it real. So, okay, I don't want to be a traitor to my generation and all, but I don't get how guys dress today. I mean, come on. It looks like they just fell out of bed and put on some baggy pants and take their greasy hair. Ooh, and cover it up with a backwards cap. And like, we're expected to swoon? I don't think so. <laughs> Paul, quickly, a little dialing music. Do you mind? Do you have some dialing music? Okay. Okay, great. Thank you very much for the dialing music, Paul. So we have a very special guest today, all the way from the celestial heavens of Brooklyn, New York. We have Annabelle Gatt, who is a resident astrologer for Broadly Vice and extraordinaire of all things astrology. Uh, so thanks for joining us today, Annabelle. Thank you for having me. So how did you get into astrology? Like, uh, or how, like, what's your background in this? So there are a few answers to that. Generally speaking, my parents had like astrology books and meaning books about everything in our house. So it was, I, you know, was familiar with it from a young age and I thought it was pretty interesting. And on a vacation with my mom when I was in fifth grade at like the gift bookstore, uh, there was a book on the Aries personality and I asked if I could get it and I did and I absolutely loved it. But part of the reason why I was even interested in astrology was because I bought all these teen magazines and astrology was all over them all of the time. So I actually, I blame a lot of my life on these teen magazines. <laughs> I have to warn you, the two men, I guess I'll use the term men for the pur- this pur- these purposes, were not big into astrology. I was told you were caller number five and you were calling for Chumbawamba tickets. <laughs> Actually, I do, I do, despite, despite having, you know, I would say I'm a skeptic, but I do know a little bit about astrology and I just have a quick question about your, you know, just your background. So being the boss of the astrologers, right? You're the Aries. You're the leader of all that shit. Am I not? Am I wrong? Yeah, you're right. right. I thought Leo was the bossiest. No, Aries is the first. You're like the front runner in all the shit. Did that really inspire you? Were you like, did you pick up that book and go, holy shit, like I'm the Aries. Like I need to fucking take this torch and run with it. I, yes, definitely. I mean, I think if you're like a, a, a preteen and you're a Taurus and you read that Taurus is a you know, like, you know, lazy and stubborn and slow. You might not really get into astrology, but if you read as like an 11 year old that you're an Aries and you're like this fire sign, like go getter, like, you know, pioneer spirit, of course you're going to love it. You said your parents yeah. were into astrology a bit. Were they hippies or were they like 70s disco people? Um, I mean, they weren't really 
really that into it. They were, they're both Geminis and they're just, they're just the kind of people that have a book on everything, if that makes sense. I am a Gemini. Yeah. I have a lot of books to the point where no one helps me move anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's definitely a Gemini thing. Yeah. I think, you know, with a lot of the, the books that we have in the house, sometimes we have them because like the illustrations were like really cool or because like my mom likes the graphic design. She's a graphic designer. So like, it's not so much that they were into astrology. It's just that we had tons of media around because they're both Geminis. My mom had a bunch of paperbacks and my dad only had books that were like how to succeed in business and they did not work. <laughs> I guess with uh, the teen magazine astrology, that's like such a huge part of how you got into astrology. But that was like also, I think like most people's favorite section other than like the embarrassing moments or like the say anything moments. Have you ever had any like super embarrassing moments that you want to share with us as a teen or astrology related? Like if you were like, I don't know, giving someone's horoscope and something weird happened? No, I mean, I'm an Aries, so I'm perfect. <laughs> um, what, what I do remember about reading those magazines was thinking to myself, like, why would anyone write in with an, an embarrassing moment, you know? Yeah. And now back on it, it's like, obviously, they made, they made all of those up. We met a guy who used to be the answer guy on YM, and he said they were all uh -huh. real and they couldn't print the best ones. I also think that like the embarrassing moments and like the trauma ramas and even the ask anythings, um, you know, writing in and like writing into a community of people who also have all of those embarrassing moments just makes you feel closer and not alone in the yeah. world. This is also pre-internet, right? Yeah. So it's like your chances of connecting and talking, like people were way more into magazines, obviously. I mean, my assumption was that like these are teen magazines, so they were trying to come up with examples of like, what, are, what kind of problems do teens have that we can like teach them about that like all you know all teens like want to know about so that's what I always thought they were doing but I guess you're right I actually I have an advice column and I get tons of emails all the time for people wanting advice that's true people do write in is it people wanting help with astrology or just like general like life advice like, like general yeah it's general life advice and then I talk about what's happening uh in, in the sky astrologically that might be might, might be influencing the situation so it's a little bit of both speaking of which can you tell us a little bit about what's going on in the sky now like what's how it's affecting things that are happening just generally sure is it true that when there is a bad moon rising you shouldn't go out because it could take your life there's another lame no. dad joke. Yeah. That was such a shitty joke. Okay, so what's going on right now? Um, Uranus, which is the planet of... <laughs> yeah, I know. It just entered Taurus, uh, which is really kind of slowing down the pace. Uranus has a lot to do with technology, and now that it's in, that it's in Taurus, I think that, you know, cryptocurrency is going to be a much bigger topic. Um, you know, agriculture is going to be really big right now. I have always kind of encountered this in my life that men seem to be much less receptive to astrology or like even spiritual stuff sometimes like not to generalize but just in my experience do you think that has anything to do with I don't know our periods are connected to the moon or like are women just more in tune with that stuff or what no I think there's just as many men as women who think astrology is stupid and there's I know so so many men who love astrology I think there are probably just as many you know male astrologers as not and uh I think the difference is that men are much more annoying when they say they don't like something. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> Do you have like um, a, a go-to beginner's guide just for people who want to kind of break into it? Yes. Yeah, so astro.com is a really amazing like free resource that you can use. You just have to create a profile and you can put in your birth data and it will show you your birth chart. And they have this section on the website where you can click around the chart. It tells you like what everything is and what it means. 
And there's just a wide variety of uh, things to explore on that website. So that's a very easy first thing you can do. But I think most people my age, who like when they were like younger and like middle school or like, you know, high school, and you're hanging out with your friends, kind of like pre-internet, we just like went to like the bookstore to like kill time. I grew up in New York City, so we didn't hang out in malls. We just like went to Barnes & Noble and like sat in a section and hung out there for hours. Yeah. And the section that I hung out in, of course, was like the occult section. <laughs> and so there's always going to be plenty of books to sort of sit around and have fun with there. And I would like to suggest to you, uh, people who are just getting into astrology, even though Astro.com is absolutely amazing and there's so many amazing resources online, books are a great way to learn because sometimes online you might not be reading something written by an astrologer, but instead by some newbie who doesn't really know what they're talking about. And it's really important to get good information from good places. Right. Honestly, I feel like if I if I'm if I may say so, like think that that's one of the things that gives astrology such a bad name is that it's just like up for grabs anybody's like writing in the globe and mail like some person's like telling me that it's okay to go shopping <laughs> and then you're kind of like but i get the fact that the planets or at least the moon like the the you know celestial bodies if you will move the water so like we're 80 percent water so why wouldn't the planets like the planetary movement have any effect on us so i wouldn't say like i'm totally you know not believing in shit uh, maybe we're just fucked as a culture in general, but uh, <laughs> like astrology, there, there's definitely some holes in it in today's astrology, if I may say so. I think well, there's definitely some holes in your science. science. <laughs> definitely. I have no science. It's not a science, so there's not really holes in it. It's like saying that there are, there are holes in like Game of Thrones, you know what I mean, or like in any other fiction thing. Yeah. It's not well, a science. <laughs> it's not a science at all. It's a philosophy. It's a way of looking at the world. It's like it's a language of archetypes. It's you know what each planet means changes depending on who you're talking to it it was a science before we had the tools of science today you know that was the best Mm -hmm. thing that we had Mm -hmm. if if someone was sick a doctor would look at the decumbiture chart which was the time the person took ill and went to their bed but we don't need to do that today so it it was a science back then but it's not a science now and it shouldn't be expected to do that yeah yeah that's awesome every day early mags i think that's a really cool way of wording it a language of archetypes so even if you're not really believing in like astrology word for word and your horoscope word for word it's just interesting to study because there are so many different you know all the different signs have their own personality roe is your mic not working this entire time it hasn't been turned on oh my god <laughs> is that why you can't hear me yeah your mic has been off this entire time oh, it has a switch on it i'm like looking like why isn't it making noise and it's because your mic was turned Fuck off <laughs> maybe Ro- what's okay, Rowie? okay Rowie's a gemini what does his horoscope say today don't know how to work technology oh, you're gonna you know, blow I it to be honest with you, i have no idea because i'm writing horoscopes for july right now so by the time Anyone ask me what's happening today? I'm like, I don't know. I can tell you about July, but I completely forgot what today is all about. But yeah, I guess, you know, today the moon is in Leo. This should be a fantastic day for communication for Gemini's, but I guess not for really. Yeah, if, you're, if your mic is turned on. Well, let's just say that it's such a good day for communication. I bet I bled through into the other mics. We're so close together. That is possible that you bled I'm through. I'm yelling. I'm yelling right here. There's a microphone a second away from my ear. Technically. Technical difficulties, technical difficulties. So I thought it was interesting. So today is the royal wedding and Harry is a Virgo and Meghan Markle is a Leo. 
so maybe you could talk a little bit about maybe their like long-term compatibility. Sure. So I actually just finished writing a book about astrological compatibility, which I'm very excited about. It doesn't have a title yet, but it's going to be out with Chronicle Books in fall 2019. So I'll be posting about that all over the place, obviously, when that comes out. But the thing about compatibility is that I love compatibility, but it needs to be taken um, as not like a death sentence for a relationship, but just sort of a fun way to examine how two people's dynamic can work out. I would never say, oh, this person's one sign, this person's the other one. It is going to work or it's not going to work. It really doesn't make any sense to do that. There's two different reasons why. The first reason is that we're all people and everyone has a choice in how they behave with each other, regardless of their sun sign. Megan and what's that prince's name? Is that Harry? Harry. Megan and Harry are going to work if they want it to work and if they work on it. It has nothing to do with what their sun signs are. It's the same way that, you know, uh, Diana and... uh, Charles. Oh, my God. (laughs) Charles. She's American. Give her a break. We're not British. We're not a British podcast. Andrea is also American. She was forced to learn these things. Um, well, I love Princess Diana. I completely forgot what that, what that man's name was because she's meaningless to me in the story of Princess Diana. Okay, yeah, fuck that dude. Um, yeah, fuck that dude. So, uh, you know, those two, they're both water signs. And so if you're, like, reading any, like, pop astrology, like, blog, it's going to say, oh, yeah, all the water signs go, like, really great together. But that's definitely not the case. You know, we can see right there that it was not true that these two water signs didn't make it work. Funny thing there is Camilla is also a cancer. Yes, so there yeah. you go. It, it all depends on people and who they want to be with. It really doesn't have anything to do with the sun sign. That said, you can still look at the sun sign and have, um, uh, you know, f- find really interesting things which is in the archetypes of the sign. Like the way I imagine people are going to read my book is that they will find it in the bookstore, flip to the page about their chapter, and read it and be like, oh, yeah, I identify with that. Let me take a look at my crush's sign. And then they're like, yes, I identify with that too. And then it, <laughs> it helps you um, flesh out your own feelings about the relationship. But when it comes to like judging other people, I, we have no idea how those two are going to get along. It doesn't help us to know that, what their sun signs are. It's all about them. Like they're going to have to do that work on their own. But what we can say very generally is that, you know, a Virgo is very service oriented and, you know, Leo is the sign of royalty, but even royalty has a lot to do with service. So I think that this is a couple that's going to be really eager to, um, you know, help out, help out their community and help out their country and who are going to want to be a service in some way. But in terms of whether or not they're going to be a happy couple, it's completely up to them. Is Harry going to keep his hair? Is there something, (laughs) his name is Harry. And his brother's the bald one. He has hair. Yeah. (laughs) I just thought of that now. So, in astrology, one of the things that, you know, we notice is that whenever a new planet or asteroid is discovered, the names that astronomers give it oftentimes end up relating to the archetype that it represents. So, you know, we also say that names are, you know, more than coincidental. If your name is Harry, perhaps you really will be Harry. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. We have a little quiz here from the Astro Guide 97, which you had a chance to look at. Basically, it's just descriptions, a person's description, and you're supposed to fill in the sign that you feel fits best. It's called sign spotting. Now, I thought that was when you're about to start your period. (laughs) That's just called spotting, James. Yeah, exactly. We're just learning about periods here. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I was just going to pick a couple and then like see 
if you can guess just for like a little fun quiz. So I just picked like the, the best ones um, that I thought were the best. Uh, I'll just read you the thing and then you can just guess what the sign is and then we'll add up your score after. Okay, cool. Okay. So number one, center of the group and everyone's main man. He comes on completely cool, then trips on his shoelace and splatters egg salad on his shirt. Yet he's so confident and sunny, so much bigger and better and so super sure you can't help but follow this leader. He knows it too. Yeah. Yep. You got it. Okay. Uh, here's another one. While scanning her email in zine, polishing up her nails and doing homework, she's also yakking with you. Now into jeans, then dressed like a gypsy, she'll never leave without one accessory, her cell phone. But try to call her, you can at all, because the line's busy, busy, busy. Which obviously is in the 90s, because they didn't have call waiting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it sounds like Gemini, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they said that was Dodge. Nope, it's Gemini. You got it. You're yeah. doing two for two. While the group scarfs up pizza, she opts for non-fat yogurt. While others procrastinate, she proceeds to make honor roll every time. Virgo. Yep. <laughs> that doesn't sound like someone I want to hang out with. Man, you are smoking it. Type no pressure. No pressure. This ace demands first place, makes no apologies for being the greatest, though they may not have all hey. the class. Yep. <laughs> this is fun, right? Her watercolors won the blue ribbon, but her bedroom's a disaster area more than a work of art. Hanging out's her favorite thing. She loves parties and mall cruising. Listen to her weird dreams. Yep. You're killing it. (laughs) Holy shit. She's kind of shy, but has a loony laugh. She's certified moody, but worth waiting to make her. Oh, my God. (laughs) According to this, you got six out of six. So you are an astro expert. People don't puzzle you because you know all the signs. You got bang on all of these. Yeah. Which is amazing. That's why, like, some people are like, oh, you know, the archetypes or whatever. But sometimes when I meet people, like, I just met Roe's girlfriend for the first time a couple weeks ago. And they were, like, having a little tiff. And he's a Gemini and she's a Sagittarius. And I was like, are you a Sagittarius? She's like, yes. How did you know? Just their dynamic (laughs) reminded me of that. Um, Yeah, you know, people tell me, like, oh, I could read one thing for one sign for another, and, like, it would probably be exactly the same. It's like the Barnum effect, like, you know, we all want to read things and think it's about us. But the thing is that the signs are so different. They're so different. The archetypes are so different. It's That's not really the case. I think that that argument can be made for horoscopes, because definitely a horoscope could say, like, today you're in the mood to go to the beach. I'm like, sure, everyone's in the mood to go to the beach. Like, but I, I think that argument's totally valid in that instance. But when it comes to like uh, fun signs and their personalities, I think they're all very different. Yeah. I've hard committed to my winter body, so I'm never in the mood to go to the beach. <laughs> Annabelle, I have a very important question. You know the movie yeah. signs? Why would the aliens, if water was poison to them, come to a planet that's 70, like 70% water and it rains poison from the sky? Oh, I don't know. No idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, so you said that you have a book upcoming, uh, and you also uh, you have a podcast as well, right? Yes, it's called The Serpent Cast, and it's a podcast about sex and spirituality, which I share with my friends Sophie St. Thomas and Casey Halter. And it's really fun. There are new episodes every Tuesday, so I definitely suggest people check it out. And it's just at the Serpent Podcast. Is it on iTunes? Uh, yes, it's on iTunes. It's um, you can find it on Instagram and on Twitter at the Serpent Cast. Oh, I just had another one quick question. So I know, sure. like the sun signs, there's like you know whatever. But as a group dynamic, having two Gemini's, a Leo, me, and two Cancers, like how does that work in like a work? 
or like project situation? Like, would you have any speculation? Like on asking that? someone like, what's six hundred twenty-four well, times signs. seventy-eight yeah. minus? We're all summer signs. You're all, you're all summer signs. You know, for I mean, Gemini is technically the spring, but like still, Gemini is like you know very bright and bubbly and. You know, cancer, we can we definitely think of as being moody, but they have a really playful, silly side to them as well. And, you know, Leo loves to have fun and make sure that everyone's having a good time. So this sounds like it's probably a, a very fun place for everyone to work and to create together. All three signs are very creative. You know, Gemini loves to talk, so a podcast is perfect. <laughs> uh, cancer is very creative, loves to be productive, and, and Leo needs to have something to do and, and, and a space to create and to, and, to, and to give people nourishment through performance. So I think that probably this is a very good dynamic. Awesome. That's awesome. Do you have a question? I do. I just have one question. I'm just wondering sure. if you could just look into the third eye, into the house of young Manischewitz economics and Gemini. just ask the stars, am I going to be not broke anytime <laughs> soon. Okay, so astrology has nothing to do with uh, psychic ability. <laughs> or fortune telling. Or fortune telling. Okay. Or fortune telling. And, you know, most people who are into astrology really like it because it's, it, it kind of, in a way, has nothing to do with intuition. Where the planets are or where they are, and there, it, there's no psychic involved in that, you know? So they're not in the broke section of the universe right now, <laughs> and I'm just waiting for them to come into, like, the money section. Well, if we looked at your birth chart, which you would need to know your birthday, the, the time, the place that you were born, we could take a look at your chart, and we would maybe take a look at your uh, money house or uh, you know, the second house or look at the 10th house, which is your career house. You might want to see if there's some difficult energy involving, you know, either the house ruler or there's a difficult planet transiting that house. Um, we can maybe see if there's something happening, but it's not something I, I can look at with my third eye. Rowie's money house Fair is enough. a refrigerator box <laughs> on the street. <laughs> I think I think you've sold Rowie though. He might end up contacting you to uh, to look at that because he seemed like he was very yeah. into it. a lot of nodding happening over you there. You never know. This could be a very pivotal moment in the in the life of young Manischewitz. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I'm super yeah. stoked uh, to have you on the podcast, and we'll be connecting with you soon. And I'm looking forward to reading your book. Absolutely. And everyone, check out the yeah. Serpent Podcast. Yeah, check yes. out the yes. Serpent yeah. Cast. Yes, and people can follow me on uh, Twitter at Annabelle Gatt underscore or at Instagram at Annabelle Gatt. Awesome. And it's spelled A-N-N-A-B-E-L-G-A-T. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Bye. 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 You're not being true to me. <laughs> the Backstreet Boys just released a video for the first time in like 8 million years. Honestly, my, my dick, like statistically, my dick is the smallest <laughs> after I've listened to Backstreet Boys <laughs> and after I've gotten out of the pool. <laughs> uh, so we're going to come back with a little quiz here. Is he parent proof? Which is, you know, it's a big thing when you're in a relationship with somebody and introducing them to your parents for the first time is kind of a big deal. When I was going to introduce Andrew to my parents for the first time, my dad, she was going to wear pink leather hot pants. (laughs) And I was like, maybe don't do that when you meet my dad for the first time. My parents are cool. So I'm sorry, your dad's a thousand years old. Um, So let's go over this, Rowie, and see 
Is he parent proof? I swear, back in the day, your boy, young Manny, I was like the parent's dream. Girls couldn't wait to introduce <laughs> me to their to their parents. Like one time these parents let me like I don't know if you understand this. They left me there. Mercedes. Ooh. They left me like real money cash, three <laughs> dogs to take care of and a cat. And all I had to do was just like walk them and take care of all the animals like for like two weeks. My own parents wouldn't even have done that. <laughs> and now a girl does not want to introduce me. <laughs> I, once, I once met a country girl's parents wearing a suit jacket and a long scarf. And they were like, this guy... All right. Question number one, whether he's talking to the popcorn jockey at the multiplex or your school's Jurassic librarian, the boy of your dreams usually a offers a high five and says, yo, what up? B extends his hand, clears his throat and says, I'm pleased to meet your acquaintance. C smiles and says, how's it going? I don't know which one's the best. <laughs> Yo, what, about pretty D? Cool. what about D? Like, you've really changed your prices. <laughs> what is this? What are you going with? I mean, like, I, this is like a dumb question because nobody is like either extremely polite or not or like extremely informal to anyone. Like, you change it up depending on who it is. I'm going to have to go with the middle of the road. How's it going? Number C Good or choice. letter choice. C. Number two, if your mother said you can invite your guy to your older sister's wedding reception, he'd probably show up in a some mom pick suit that you'd find so yawn inducing. You'd be like, I told you it's a wedding, not a wake, right? B, James here, a thrift store special that couldn't have cost him more than $20, but makes him look like a million bucks. Boom, B is so me. <laughs> C, a death row records t-shirt, oh, which he says is his Sunday best since he wiped out on his board and ripped his Chewbacca shirt. Lordy dotty, we likes to party. We don't cause trouble. We don't bother nobody. We- Damn, I'm gonna have to go with I, I, like uh, listeners here, just in case you want to know. I'm answering this from the perspective of like the dude who's like not parent proof or the person. <laughs> okay, dude is like just You're subjective. You're speaking as yourself. I'm yeah, s- yeah, but that's the thing. I'm not saying it like is my partner parent proof. Yeah. I'm answering this yeah. as if well, yeah. am I parent proof or not? So. Really, I'm going to have to go with A because I fucking hate dressing up so much that when I dress up, it's like always the worst suit. Like it just <laughs> sucks. It's not doesn't look cool. I've never seen you I'm, wear a suit. Yeah, I've never seen you wear a suit. I hate it. I hate wearing <laughs> pants. It's weird. I have weird proportions. Like I look kind of like thighs you do have a long torso huge compared to the rest of my waist and my legs. So what ends up happening is I swear to God, like it's like my two thighs are pulling my pants down <laughs> the whole time. Like violently, there's some two. You got people. like some chicken like legs or something pulling my pants down. The what whole are they time. dogs? And it fucking it's like it's it's almost honestly it makes my like. You are geometrically, like, weirdly put together. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Yeah, there's some weird shit happening for sure. There's a lot of proportions that, like, have just fucking gone off the chain. And my balls have always been huge. <laughs> my dick is not small at all. It is above average. Thank you okay. very much. All right? I was in the pool! <laughs> 
so all of these things make it just his giant balls make his dick look small. Sucks. All right. I would love it if you like met your met your girlfriend's parents and you're dressed like a homeless person and that's your reasoning is like sorry I'd be more dressed up but my balls and my dick are in the way. It's true. Well, maybe like you know the right parent would be like listen. I want my child to have a man who has a lot of balls and dick. <laughs> it's a wedding, so you have to dress nice. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, hey. you invite him to chow down with you and your amigas at Taco Round the Clocko. He belches, then A, smiles, embarrassed, and says, I'm sorry. B, apologizes profusely for his inappropriate gastrointestinal behavior. C, inhales deeply and sighs, mmm, tastes better the second time around. <laughs> Honestly, don't apologize for stuff that happens man no like, one of the things that i love about james and my brother-in-law is that james <laughs> never eats with anyone which i kind of understand because it's like so formal <laughs> i don't get it but it's also like my brother-in-law he fucking doesn't give a shit he'll like burp he'll do crazy <laughs> shit and i like that i like a permissive environment so i'm gonna have to go with c also, everybody burps. Yeah. No. It's a thing. You're not supposed if to If I burped, in. I would leave and burn down the taco stand and kill everyone <laughs> at the table. When I'm dining with people and I say something like, mm, it tastes better the second time around, they know that we're at a quality establishment. <laughs> you know? Like, they know they're having the taco around the clocko. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Next question. Your boyfriend gives you a ride home from work and decides to introduce you to T-Rex, your mom's Beethoven lookalike. When the dog takes a running leap and mows him down, he A, starts wrestling with a hound like they're old pals. B, leaps onto the hood of the car and makes a cross with his fingers like he's warding off the devil. C, lets Rex give him a five-minute facial, pointing <laughs> out that he's read how dog spit can be hygienic. Honestly, Jody Goldberg's dog almost fucking bit my leg right off. Like, <laughs> one, of your weird leg, one of your weird, one of your thick thighs, fucking leg dangling. I was like, I'm abusing a dog. Is this <laughs> is this the same dog that ate your ass? Fucking, no, this is a different. It was. This is the evolution. It's like it all started. The one dog was at my thighs, and then it went straight to the ass about like 30 years later. But uh, anyways, I'm going to have to say, you know, I'm going to kind of get down and dirty, but I'm going to be subject to the dog because I'm going to try to be like impressed, like imp- I'm going to try to like impress the, the people there and I'm going to try to be like friendly to the dog, okay. even though I know it's going to fucking maim me. So I, have, like, I have like so much social anxiety with people so that if there's a dog involved, <laughs> I am going to find a way to only hang out with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Or if they have cats, I'm like, like they're going to love me initially and then they're going to be like, she's really rude and not conversing with the family anymore. She's actually like upstairs. She's under the table with the dog. Exactly. Or she's taking the dog to the bathroom with her and she's not coming out because she just wants to talk to the dog that's just how i am so you're gonna start wrestling like you guys are old pals no i'm gonna go with c okay. i'm just gonna oh, like letting the dog give you a five minute facial that's not like the dog's jizz yeah why would you play with the minutes, dog right? rather than the dog make out with you well that's we know what much. we're always up to okay no i'm not right ra- i'm not it's not not actually making out in a sexual way <laughs> just because the dog's tongue is touching your face okay. it says you gave the dog a facial Still no, it's just the dog gave you a facial. Does that nice. mean that, okay, but like I won't pick C because like that's weird. I might pick A just okay. because yeah. it does yeah. seem like the dog jizzed all over Ew. your face. All right, your beau uses his phone card. Okay, that's very dated. Who <laughs> uses phone, phone cards phone except card. like prisoners? Now. I know. <laughs> to reach out and touch you, but your mom answers instead. 
He, A, waits on the line silently for a few seconds to see if you're going to pick up, and when you don't, hangs up without saying a word. B, introduces himself and tells her that she doesn't have to take a message because he'll call back later if that's cool. C, strikes up a conversation with her about how you'd do better in school if you spent more time with your nose in the books and less time with your butt at the Galleria. (laughs) Oh, my God. Honestly, like, I probably, like, I think the mom would probably have a hot voice. And I just feel like... <laughs> have D have phone sex with her. I'm like, yeah. you know what? The convenience store is just down the street. I can get another phone card for her. <laughs> so you're going to introduce yourself and talk to the mom? Yeah. I'm okay. Oh, I would hang up without saying anything. I have, I have <laughs> phone anxiety. <laughs> no, no, I don't like talking to people on the phone, man. I fucking hate it. James says, too. This is going to be a test when I'm in Auckland. Mm. To prep him for the meeting, you pretend to be your dad at his worst and start grilling your guy about his real intentions. Under pressure, he keeps his cool and lets dad know that he cares about you and your friendship very much. B admits that he intends to kill time with you for a while, but as a single guy, needs to keep his options open. Wink, wink. C buckles as if he's being questioned by the cops and confesses the exact time and duration of your first kiss. Gross. You should never really talk gross. to a dad about making out with their daughter. Yeah, I mean, if, if your dad wants to know the date, time, and location <laughs> of his daughter making out with you, that's a weird fucking dad. I keep it way cool with the dads. Like, if you're not like, guys, I'm just gonna fucking straight up, and it could be girls, it could be any, and don't assume gender. Don't assume gender. Yeah. 2018. But, like, I swear, if you're going over to a parent's place that involves a dad and you're not fucking looking through those, like, time life books with, like, the <laughs> warplane books, you're not <laughs> learning about fucking warplanes before that shit, you're kidding yourself. Like, do the fucking, do your do due the research. diligence. That's all you need to do. Yeah. Don't fucking tell, don't be like, I'm going to Yale, I'm going to Harvard. No one wants to fucking hear that shit. They want to know. Do you know the fucking, you know, the biplanes of World War One and name them all? <laughs> so which uh, that very astute answer, which does that correspond to in these very limited <laughs> options? I guess being cool with the dad and like talking. Oh, to yeah. About being shit. cool. Like talk about never talk to the dad. The point is like never talk to the dad about the daughter. Oh, we talk about his planes. No, you would be like my dad's dream, like boyfriend to meet because he's got like. Entire like he's got like warplane like, <laughs> models and like books and posters like like you my dad would take you away from me and you would be his boyfriend <laughs> like your your daughter's an orphan here's a yeah. Sherman tank <laughs> all right so I've added up your score and you are a parental guidance suggested what he didn't get perfect well the, uh, he's in the high end so you're on the you're on the the verge the verge on the cusp. As we would say, the great thing about on your the verge, <laughs> like the daughter, <laughs> uh, the great thing about your boyfriend is that he's like a white T-shirt. He pretty much looks good in any situation. He's not so out there that your dad's going to go for a shotgun, nor is he such a parent pleaser that your buds are reaching for their no dos. The best part, he's not trying to be anything that he's not. Even the most mental parental units have to give him snaps for that. So oh, I, it's the best one. Yeah. That is the best the pi- one. Well, it's the middle ground, you know? You don't yeah. want to be, like, over the top where your girlfriend's like, hey, you've been hanging out with my dad for, like, six hours. Yeah. Which- you're like, please take my dad's dick out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you're you're good, Rowie. I think uh, 
you should show this to your significant other and then uh, be like, I want to meet your parents and yeah. talk oh, to them play about this with your significant other's parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, play. Th- if you ever want to meet your significant other's parents, just play them an episode of Girly Mags. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or if I ever meet them, I'll be like, yo, I did really good on this Girly Mags <laughs> quiz. So this should be a shoot in. Thanks for joining us uh, for another episode of Girly Mags. A special thanks to Annabelle Gatt. Please check out her Twitter page at Annabelle Gatt underscore A-N-N-A-B-E-L-G-A-T underscore. Or you can check out her Instagram at Annabelle Gatt no underscore. Um, And you can also read her monthly horoscopes at Vice Broadly or check out and give her weekly podcast a listen at The Serpent Cast, which you can find on iTunes. And she records, I believe she said, every Tuesday. Yeah. Yep. Annabelle Gatt, she has such a unique name. Uh, We were all just kind of like taking a poll on like who could rhyme it the best. And I'm not going to say who thought of this because it's not important, but (laughs) it's like this, okay? Annabelle Gatt, it's Christmas. I farted. Santa smelled that. (laughs) Oh my God. You tell me if that's not the best. You are on your way for your rap career, Rowie. This is not me. Oh. This is not me. If you guys have a better one, please, you know, tweet us or kind of shout us out on Instagram. You can comment. Put it in the comments on Instagram. <laughs> the best rhyme for Annabelle Gat will receive a very, very amazing prize from Girly Man. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm happy because I'm going to Auckland, but I'm also sad that this is the last time I'm going to yeah. see you guys for a couple months. But I might call in from Down Under. I'd also like to source some fun magazines from down there. Oh, Maybe yeah. I can find some, like, vintage teen girly mags i think dolly was the big one there so yeah no check it out man that'd be amazing yeah and you guys can also if you don't already follow us at girly.mags on instagram or girly underscore mags on twitter please rate and review us on itunes we love you so much yep all right guys see you next time love you love you Bye. bye bye andrea have a good trip bye